0: This podcast is brought to you by PodPro Australia.
1: Welcome to the My Business Podcast, where we sit down with local businesses and we talk about who they are, where they come from, and what inspires them to be in business.
0: Hello to all our My Business Podcast listeners out there. Today, we're gonna take a deep dive into the world of financial strategies, especially around asset protection. My guest today is Gail McHugh, the owner and principal of Your Legacy Planner. Now, with over four decades of experience in financial services and a compassionate strategic approach, Gail is here to unravel the intricacies around asset protection. Gail, welcome to the My Business podcast. Thanks for having me. I am, look, I am actually really excited about this because we've had a little bit of a chat off air before we started. We and did. there's some stuff that you know that I just don't think people really understand or, or realize is a, a thing to be aware of. So, look, first off, It's a new brand and you're launching. Tell me about your legacy planner. What's it all about?
1: It came about predominantly because I went through a divorce. And I realised that all the traditional asset protection stuff that was in place that had been put in place by my accountants over decades were wrong. They left me 110% exposed because after a divorce, there was no other party. So it was me or me. And what I do in my day job is actually something that can get me sued. And those some of those fines are $250,000 a go. Wow. So I went, oh, best get some advice and some stuff around this to make sure I'm protected. And that's how it came about.
0: Wow. So you're Personal working it need. out for yourself.
1: Personal need, yep.
0: Okay. Now, I love that you approach your work or call yourself a financial strategist, not just a planner. Can you
1: explain the, the difference to me? 110%. <laughs> because what happens is most people equate a financial planner with somebody who's going to sell them a product, sell them at, you know, an investment, a super fund, whatever. Sure. In many instances, what I do, and I have been doing this for, ever since I had my own business, which is around 12 years now. I have always used strategy to get the best outcome. Now sometimes that's not selling, not selling somebody a product but providing them with information and advice around making sure that they minimise costs for example or that they protect their assets in a certain way and that they can get money from point A which is the person who's currently alive to their preferred beneficiaries without having to go and get a grant of probate. Those types of things are really important for how we can make people have strategy work for them better than just simply going, oh, here, let me sell your product A. Eh?
0: Right. So one's planning and and how to make more money, if you like, but you're more around protecting what you've got and making sure it's directed to where you want it to go when uh, when you move on.
1: I happily do both.
0: You happily do but Perfect. Well, that's hand in hand, isn't it? Yes. Excellent. So, look, because when you talk about when you hear the word asset protection, a lot of us might think of you know about insurance or diversifying you know investments, but it's so much more than that, isn't it? And you, you blew my mind earlier. So, <laughs> break it down for our listeners.
1: Okay, so most people look at, at asset protection as like, well, I've got to insure the car, I've got to insure the house. They never bother to insure themselves usually, but that's not part of this at all. It's about identifying the risks that you have within your business and within your family structures. The reason I say that is if you have worked really, really hard, and most small business owners have worked really hard, they will go, oh, well, I, I went to the accountant and they told me I can be a sole trader or I can have a company or I can have a trust where I'm either the individual trustee or I have a corporate trustee. So you've got those types of structures. But nobody thinks about what happens if you become incapable. And when I say incapable, that can be you could be overseas for five months of the year and you can't, like, can't capably manage your business. Or you could be impacted by an injury or you could be killed. Sorry, have to be totally brutal and honest about that. Sure, it happens. But it does happen. Because I've had two clients die in the last six months and they were in their fifties. Wow. So from my perspective, I look at it and go, Wow, how how can we make this better for families so that they don't have to go through the emotional trauma and the delay of going through a grant of probate. A grant of probate. I'm not sure whether most people are aware of it, but that's what's required if there's some reasonable assets sitting there in a single person's name for them to be able to be collected and then distributed to proposed beneficiaries. The risk then comes from if it goes through your will, somebody can challenge that will. Mm. So you don't always get your money where you think you're going to get your money.
0: And the interesting thing you mentioned to me earlier too is that the estate bears the cost of any challenge.
1: If it's... Not, if it's not f- like vexatious, um, as in deliberately going out of your way to create cost, yes, the estate is generally expected to bear that cost.
0: And so therefore it could, you know, eat away at, at what's in there.
1: 100%. And not only that, it means that the person that you didn't really want to have access to your capital or a bequest from your estate, they can actually go, oh, hang on, I think I deserve some. Sure. And, and that's all it takes is somebody to have that idea. I think that I deserve some. And with all the, the lawyers that are out there, sorry, guys, I'm not trying to ba- bag lawyers, but we've got a case of no win, no fee, and that's going to see a massive uptick in challenges to estates already. You know, Queensland has got horrendous um, challenge rates, around 50% plus, and of those really? 50%, around 70% are successful.
0: Wow. Wow, now they're they're statistics I would never have thought uh, possible. You you mentioned to me a couple of – talk to me about a couple of scenarios sort of where there is risk around things that people maybe aren't aware of.
1: Okay, so anyone who's got a blended family and in this day and age there's quite a few blended families because – particularly if one one person comes to the party with a lot more than in assets and the other one does, you can accidentally effectively disinherit your own children if you don't have the right estate planning structures. Really, really important because most people just go, oh, yeah, I've got a post office will. (laughs) And they're the ones where the lawyers go, oh, yay, money. So yeah, it's really important to get your estate planning right if you have a blended family. And the other ones are if you are a sole director or a you know, a sole trustee of anything, you really need oh, worse worse still in a partnership or in a um a sole trader because if you're a sole trader everything that you own is on the line. If you're in a partnership, everything that your partner signs up for debt-wise, you're also Legally liable for. Most people don't know that. No. So, yeah, it's a whole range of scenarios as to why getting the right structures. And I'm not saying that we don't use trusts and we don't use companies. We use both of those. And we even use self managed super funds to make sure you get the right asset to the right place at the right time. The reason for saying that is not all, it's not like comparing apples with apples, of course, it just isn't all trust deeds and all corporate um, structures are not the same.
0: And you need to know the intricacy, in, intricacies of it, don't you? So, I mean, you go to any accountant, I've done this being a business owner and you, you, you do, you just get told about creating a, a company, a trust, um, a family trust, mm-hmm. That the, the stock standards pretty much. And it, it's from memory, it was, you know, more about making sure that, you didn't lose the house if you went bust.
1: Well, and also tax planning. For us, if and an accountant is telling you to do it, mm-hmm. it's about tax planning. What most people don't understand is they don't always provide the, the strategic uh, escape, for one of a better term, from challenges by creditors and predators.
0: Mm. So you can find the balance between those two then with your structures? Yeah. Now, without giving away your secrets here, because uh, obviously that's what people come to you for to do, but tell me about the sort of structures that um, you know can be put in place that people may not be aware of. You mentioned to me earlier bloodline trust. What, what's a bloodline trust?
1: Okay, so literally I love these and I've, I often talk to my, my clients even before I was able to provide structural advice around it. I would say to them, please investigate with your solicitor uh, – bloodline trust because what most people don't want to see is potentially their money go to a child who is um, potentially in a partnership and the partner walk away with half of their inheritance. And that can happen if it's held in a normal trust or it's held in the individual's name. But if it goes into a bloodline trust, which is generally a testamentary trust, um it can effectively go well it can only go to people who are in my direct bloodline so in my instance i have three sons i have two grandchildren and it doesn't mean that their mothers sorry i'm not trying to be horrible but my intention is to keep the money literally within our bloodline because if it's not a bloodline trust then pretty much it's open slather it can be challenged
0: wow wow and you also mentioned earlier about um, somebody who lives under the same roof as, as you and oh, this yes. this blew me away. Can can you explain that again?
1: I remember I, as a financial planner I had to go to a professional development day and it was around 2008, 2009 and a solicitor actually said to me, if you have somebody living in your house, please make sure they pay you board or pay you rent. And I was like, oh, Why? what? Why? And literally, she said, without proof that they have contributed to their own upkeep, they can effectively come along and make a claim on an estate. And I went, What?
0: But hang on, you'd have to be in a, in a relationship, surely.
1: No, 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 not apparently not. If there's no proof, sorry, if there is no proof that they've contributed to their own uh, upkeep or the household and expenses, you're supporting them and you've supported them. Then effectively they can come along and go, oh hello, I'd like to challenge this. Well, wow. So my my boys' partners when they lived with us, uh, they all paid board and they, it all went to a bank account.
0: Right. Otherwise they could potentially challenge. That was that any, was my self preservation. Yep. Wow. Yep. I d- I just don't think people people know about this. So effectively you can help with. Uh, all of your planning, but also you're you're effectively an estate planner as well, well and, a, and a, an estate pr-
1: protector. An esta- yes. Which Would is that why be a better term? Yeah, estate protector. So effectively what we do is we've actually partnered with a range, well, a specific company that are upper echelon legal providers and we work with them to provide this strategic and advice around Uh, getting money from A to B and protecting it against creditors and predators. And what most people don't understand is that, you know, they go, oh, I've got a power of attorney. But the power of attorney stops the day you stop breathing. So you can actually find yourself with a company or a trust that nobody can identify. Like they can't control, they can't sign checks, they can't do anything. So your business could actually end up being stuck in limbo.
0: Grind to a halt. Yes. And this could be a you know, a major asset worth a lot of lot of money, but it grinds to a halt and suddenly it could be worth nothing.
1: A hundred percent. So Because could,
0: no one can do anything.
1: It's not saleable if you can't if you've got no staff to run it, it's not saleable asset. So, you know, those these are things that can be considered and managed as part of the overall strategic planning that we do around asset protection
0: so talk to me someone's listening to this they're thinking oh my goodness I, I didn't realize all of this I, I have my trust I've, I've done what I thought I needed to I thought I'm protected but I don't they come to you how does, how does it play out a new client
1: firstly we sit down and have chat identify the risks and, and you know I mentioned blended families. Whether there's a debt that has to be like most small business owners have actually put money into their own business. Mm. So we need to try and protect it so that if something goes wrong and you're liquidated through no fault of your own, the ATO are running around liquidating a whole pile of places at the moment. So it's really important that if you want to get your money back, you become a secured creditor. And we've got strategies and documents that can help support those types of proof that you are a secured creditor and they can be recorded as a proper secured debt and that effectively will increase your personal chance of recovering your money. You don't become an unsecured creditor along with every other person if the ATO or any aggressive creditor were to put you into liquidation.
0: Okay. And setting up these structures, is it a long and complicated process or... I mean, I'm, I'm betting you do all the all the paperwork. We do the we do the grunt
1: work. Yeah, <laughs> but it it's something that you've got to get right because if you don't take the time to investigate it and get all of the the lead up right, you're going to get less than ideal outcome. I have a friend I know who has been married five times, and his view is that he will make sure that his estate has nothing in it it will have not a cent in it all his assets will be because he does this too um, his assets are going to be held in trust structures that means that it doesn't have to be a an opportunity for his past five wives because he's got he's on the sixth wife now he's not f- even going to go there no don't <laughs> but his past five wives will not have an opportunity to claim on his estate because it's it's actually moved and strategically protected
0: and you mentioned this earlier again it's leaving everything outside of a will in a different structure that is still set up to be so that as and when something terrible happens if you've still got the ability to guide those assets to to the beneficiaries that you want to get them but without the risk of attack from people that you don't and there's yeah. ways to do that
1: yes there are and the- Because everyone
0: thinks will. I've got a will.
1: Oh, but most people have a will that's like, I'll leave it from myself to my partner. But what they don't realise is if the partner comes along and repartners, then all the assets that were there that, you know, when I said about the uneven um, asset position of people, they can basically disinherit their own children because if suddenly I left you, for example, $2 You'd be like, ooh, I've got kids. I'll look after them. I won't look after her kids. So this is why it's possible for people to disinherit without trying. Whereas if you use the strategies that we have in place or available, I should say, then we can avoid that.
0: And I would imagine too that, I'm just thinking here outside the box, that if you – become get into a relationship if you've got assets and you've got a structure and you suddenly start a new relationship a serious relationship long term probably a good to come to you again and have a look at what you've got and whether it needs needs some tweaking
1: well yes absolutely because that would be a perfect opportunity for us to protect assets as needed of course you always want to make a provision for your your loved ones Mm. but you don't have to leave them everything, particularly if you're up to wife number six.
0: Sure, sure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I saw your eyes roll.
0: (laughs) Well, that's another podcast, that one, right there. (laughs) (laughs) Gail, you've been in the financial industry 40 years. What's your one piece of advice uh, you wish every individual knew about their finances?
1: That there's always something to learn and what your parents told you isn't necessarily true. I personally made a million-dollar mistake when I was around 30 based on my parents' um, values and what they taught me. And I tell you what, 30 years later, I could have done heaps with that. I can (laughs) imagine. Million-dollar. I can imagine. (laughs) Yeah. So it was simply a case of me at that point saying no. So what I'm encouraging people to do is investigate. And if you don't know, talk to somebody like me who's been around the game for a long time, not going to necessarily sell you something. Just Talk to us. There's always something that you can learn and we can maybe guide you in the right direction.
0: Fantastic. Look, It's been an incredibly enlightening conversation. A massive thank you, Gail McHugh, for coming in today from uh, your legacy planner, sharing your wisdom and expertise. Now, to our listeners, remember, your financial future is not just about the numbers. It's about making informed choices, strategic moves, and most importantly, like we've talked about today in detail, safeguarding your your hard-earned assets, they may be vulnerable without you even knowing it. That's really what I got from uh, from our chat here today. And yes. Gail is an expert at being able to make sure they are protected. Now, Gail, where do our listeners get in touch with you uh, to come and have a chat and work out where they're at?
1: So The best thing to do is to give me a call. Realistically, you can't do these things by email. You okay. have to have a decent conversation. So the best thing is to give me a call on 0407 159
0: 298. Okay. Say that number again.
1: 0407 159 298.
0: Fantastic. I really implore anyone listening out there who, you know, has assets, has, you know, the structures that they're not confident in to give Gail a call, find out, look, you, you may be surprised and you've got everything you need, but at least that's peace of mind. But uh, if it's not, exactly. then Gail will be able to help you to uh, to change those and get what you do need in place. Gail, thanks so much for being a guest on the My Business Podcast.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to the My Business Podcast. If you want to be
1: on our podcast, please reach out to the team on all our socials at mybusiness.pod.